What's going on, all my Spotify members, Anchor members, all my Apple Podcast listeners, my viewers from Germany and the Philippines and America, and anybody else who's going to be tuning in, see Jizzle and the fucking Wizzle, here to bring you another episode. Uh, so anyways, I just made it home, got out of the shower. Um, and long story short, I scrubbed my wound site for the second day now, since it's been opened. This is the second night. Um, uh, anyways, I didn't want to fuck with it too much. I want to give it a chance to heal. Long story short, uh, I basically just broke it open again, got the top layer off, got the little scab piece, you know, and, uh, anywho, put some more rubbing alcohol on it, and whenever I got done with that, Put some more Neosporin on it. And, uh, packed it back up, so. Anywho. Uh, it's gonna be a pretty busy day for me tomorrow. I've gotta go and, uh, take my bike into the shop to get the tire fixed on it. Hmm. And, uh, so, long story short, I'm supposed to be going to bed early tonight, like around 3 o'clock in the morning or so, but it's already almost 1, (coughs) so I don't know. I don't know how that's going to turn out, but, I have to go over to my mom's, get the bike put in the shop somewhat early, like I said. And then I, I would like to go to the store and get some charcoal and some meat and have a little cookout. Uh, and then, I don't know, I haven't made up my mind if I'm going to stay the night over there for the night or if I'm going to come back home. I'd like to just stay over there. That way I can cook the food and not have to worry about carrying it all back. Since I gotta work the next day, it'd just be easier for me to just ride my bike to work right down the street. So, anywho. So, pretty much, I don't expect for people that are listening to agree with me, like I've said before in the past, there's going to be some things that I talk about that people are just going to disagree with, flat out, just, you know, they don't believe in it, they don't think it's true, blah, 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 and that's fine, but 
everything that I say, every point that I make, is researched beforehand. And it's not just from one Joe Blow that lives in Idaho or something that said it. You know, it's multiple sources from multiple people that have said the same thing. So, just to clear that up, uh, you know, because there's some people out there that, that say, oh, well, that's just your opinion. No, that's not my opinion. That's like 400 other people's opinion at least. So... Anywho, when I say something, or I try to make a point on a podcast, it's for a good reason. It's because what I'm saying is most likely true. You know, I'm not going to say that everything that I say is true on this podcast, because there's just some percentage of uh, possibility that it's not true, you know. So, even if you have multiple sources that are saying it, I can only go by uh, multiple other sources' uh, account or accord, whatever you want to call it. So, if one person says, oh, this is how it is, eh, it's probably not true. But if a hundred people say the same thing, it's a possibility that it's true. <laughs> Either that or it's the sheep theory, you know. Just because one person says it, the other person follows and so, so on and so forth. But, anywho, I, uh, was getting ready to get off work and a regular customer came in about 10 minutes before I was supposed to leave and it seemed like he did the same thing the last time that I worked came up there like 10 minutes before I was getting ready to go home you know and he was like uh, you know basically so what are you up to what are you going to be doing or Tonight, it was, uh, I told him, well, I'm going to be getting off in about 10 minutes or so, so I'm ready to go home. And he was like, well, if you want to stop by for a little bit, then uh, just hit me up. So, I figured, okay, I'll, I'll hit you up in 10 minutes whenever I get ready to count my drawer down. So, I went and bought a 12-pack of beer instead of a 6-pack, because I figured... It's cheaper in the long run and get more beer but also I figured oh this guy's gonna be uh, drinking with me so I'm just gonna buy more and so I went over to his house uh, I texted him before I was walking over there and he's all like he didn't say anything uh, it's all silent and everything. So then I tried calling his phone. And it went straight to voicemail. I don't know if he had it turned off. Or if he didn't have any minutes on it. It would be kind of weird to tell me, hey, get a hold of me. And you know you don't have any minutes. 
So I'm beginning to think that he just turned his phone off and went to sleep. Which, again, why would you tell me to come over and hang out if you're just going to go to sleep? So, anyways, I sat outside on his front porch waiting 10, 20, 30 minutes, drinking a couple beers. And I'm expecting for him to come out because if you tell someone to stop by, then you should go out to check to see if they're coming by, you know, in my opinion. But, uh, I figured, oh, he'll come out and smoke a cigarette, or he'll have to go up and get another beer or something, and he'll just see me sitting out here. Uh, no, didn't happen. So I'm like, fuck this, you know, I'm just gonna fucking go home. So then I got to thinking about it, and I'm like, well, I got a coworker that's off today. I can go over there and smoke with him, drink a couple brews. And so I uh, got a hold of him, and he's like, oh, I'm getting ready to go to sleep. So <laughs> it seems like whenever. Uh, I'm ready to hang out. Nobody wants to hang out. As soon as everybody else wants to hang out, I'm fucking either busy or at work. So, like I said, tomorrow I got to clean out gutters. I've got to get my bike fixed. I've got laundry to do. I've got grocery shopping to do. Uh, got to pick up some odds and ends, like some more rubbing alcohol, for example. And so I'm a busy kind of guy, and I only get two days off a week. And if I tell you on Thursday, hey, let's hang out, don't expect that I'm going to hang out with you on Saturday just because I got the day off. Because chances are I'm going to have plans for that day as well. So, just saying, <clears throat> just because you don't, have anything planned doesn't mean that I don't so anyways I told my co-worker slash buddy uh, he's like well I'll just hang out with you tomorrow I'm like well maybe you know and so he's like well I'll have to I'll just come pick you up if I have to to hang out and it's not about that it's not uh, I'm not gonna be all the way across town I'm gonna be over at my mom's which she lives a block away from him so it's not like I need a ride it's the fact that I'm just not gonna have the time so he says he gets off at 5 well that's like dinner time you gotta cook then you gotta eat, then you gotta relax, you know. My mom goes to bed somewhat early, so by the time she's done eating, she's ready to go to bed. Uh, I'm not gonna be ready to go to bed, but anywho. I need to smoke a little bit of weed.
haven't really smoked anything all day today. Anywho, I uh, was really lazy tonight. I didn't have much money after I bought beer. So I was thinking, what can I eat tonight that's cheap and easy? Something that's going to fill me up. And I always go back to pizza. You know, like four or five bucks or less for a Jack's pizza and you're full. You know, you can't really ask for more. So. I know there's a lot of people out there that talk shit about Jack's pizzas. But I like them. I actually enjoy them. So. I think I like thin crust pizza now more than I like thick crust pizza. And it used to be the other way around. I used to hate thin crust pizza. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it's been over the years. Maybe because thin crust just kind of seems like it's dying out. Like Domino's, for example. They've got like one Domino's here in town. And I like to go there and get my pizza cut into squares you know I like to get uh, thin crust with maybe a supreme or whatever with no no uh, sausage on it a lot of other people say that they hate Domino's pizza oh it's terrible oh it's so shitty it's some of the most terrible pizza that I've ever tasted I beg to disagree. I think that Pizza Hut is like the worst pizza that you could ever get. It's so uh, stereotypical of a pizza chain that, and the crust is so dense and heavy that you get full just off of eating the crust. I mean, and besides, I always get indigestion from eating Pizza Hut, but I like thin crust, so... Pizza Hut doesn't offer, well, now they do. They just recently got the Edge, which is a thin crust. But before, they've just been doing, like, original crust, pan crust, you know, hand-tossed. Uh, and I, I don't like that. I don't eat at Papa Murphy's really anymore either. Uh, I used to a lot. When I actually had a car, I used to get Papa Murphy's all the time, but... Mainly because their crust is just too much for me. It's actually got active yeast in it. and uh, It seems like after you let that proof and sit out, that dough starts to rise, you know. It just makes me feel like crap, so... But with these Jack's pizzas or thin crust pizzas or whatever, I don't feel as crappy or bloated as I do eating normal crust or thicker crust. So, I'd really like to go to uh, Dylan's. I'd really like to get an extra large pizza from Dylan's and share it with my mom or something, but... 
I'd much rather, uh, I think I'd much rather cook on the grill. I don't know. Get some pork chops, get some steaks, get some all beef hot dogs to throw on there. And, uh, I'm sure she's already got mashed potatoes, but, hell, I'll pick up some mashed potatoes, too. I don't, so that way she ain't got to use hers. But I really want to make some homemade bologna salad or ham salad. And I know she's got the grinder over there, so maybe I can go to the store and pick up the stuff to make that, and I can split it with her. Because I'm going to have a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm fucking going to buy a huge-ass thing of bologna or ham. Like a whole fucking thing at the deli of it. Big-ass loaf of ham, you know. Cut that bitch down into cubes and uh, put it through the grinder. I like to keep it really basic. I like sweet pickles and mayonnaise. In uh, my ham salad. Sweet pickles, mayonnaise, and ham. That's it. Uh... Same thing with bologna salad. I don't like any uh, extra bullshit in there. Keep it pretty simple. If I'm going to do that though, I might as well make some uh, macaroni salad or pasta salad with it or something. I really want some potato salad. Some homemade potato salad. You take your bag of potatoes, you boil them up after they're already diced up. Uh, I like to take mine out a little early though so they're not too soft. So it's got a little bite to it still. And then you add in... Uh, now, a lot of people use sour cream. Um, but it's sour cream, mayonnaise... A little bit of dill, uh, some onion cut up in it, some bacon bits, some shredded cheese. Uh, that's how I like it, anyways. And you can't use Miracle Whip in potato salad. You have to use Hellman's or Duke's, uh, the real mayonnaise, in my opinion. Again. I, I would probably still eat it if it had Miracle Whip in it, but it would just taste better if it was the real thing. So, and like I said, I can go to the store and buy bread, freeze a loaf of it, freeze a couple gallon Ziploc baggies full of that shit, and I've got ham salad sandwiches to eat for couple weeks at least probably so it's kind of like a no-brainer spend the same amount of money 
that I would spend on grilling out to last me for two weeks or uh, meats that are only going to last me probably three days. I could cook some meat like steaks or whatever and then freeze it whatever's left over and then just thaw it out whenever I'm ready to eat it but I don't know it's just not as good when you do it that way I like eating I like eating leftover uh, grilled out food but I've never tried to freeze it and then reheat it up again so I'm sure it works just the same if you put it in the freezer and then you take it out you leave it in your fridge for like a whole day let it thaw out again and just pop it back in the skillet the next day or whatever um, I don't know I don't know what I want to eat tomorrow tonight like I said it's just a basic kind of night Nothing special. <clears throat> I spent more money on my beer tonight to drink than what I did on food to eat, so... I was gonna try some of those, uh... Cheeto Lay's or the Cool Ranch Dorito uh, Classic Lay's you know the ones that aren't wavy but they're, ex they're too expensive for their small bags of chips at my job they're like two dollars for a small bag and I can get a whole bag for like three something or four bucks of the big bag so I'm like yeah sounds good but I don't need it anywho I think what I'm gonna do tomorrow because uh, of course I'm gonna buy the meat to put on the grill but I'm thinking maybe you buying a little small bag of those little red skin potatoes or uh, the Yukon gold potatoes putting them in some foil and uh, putting them on the grill uh, that way we can have meat we can have our potatoes throw in a little can of green beans or whatever with it and probably buy something for dessert for us to have as well so it'll be good. It'll be a good uh, good evening for me and my mother to sit there and have a good meal and talk to each other and hang out. Even if we don't talk, I like being around my mother, hanging out with her, you know. So she's one of the only ones in my family that smokes weed. Besides me. So every time I go over there, we can smoke, talk about shit, 
all that good stuff. I don't want to hear her say that I didn't do anything for her because, like I said, I got to clean out her gutters and then cook her a fucking home-cooked meal where she doesn't have to worry about anything. And, uh, yeah, so, hopefully, within the next day or two, like I said, uh, this wound looks a little bit better. I'm not going to have my uh, mother get to digging at it and shit tomorrow like I had planned. Because now it's kind of starting to heal. And I don't want to open it back up. So. Felt really kind of uncomfortable scrubbing at it tonight. So. What should I eat for dessert tomorrow? What should I buy my mom and I for dessert? I'm thinking like a chocolate layer cake or uh, maybe like some uh, a cheese danish or some pound cake or some gooey butter cake. I don't know. It all sounds good. Either way, it's going to be good eating tomorrow. I got this regular customer that, he's older, like I said, black gentleman. He's really nice. I uh, always like seeing him whenever he comes in. And tonight he came in <clears throat> and told me that we should go out and have a drink together sometime. Maybe uh, have a couple beers. And, uh, you know, that way we don't have to go spend too much money. We can just go downtown and drink a little bit, talk about stuff. Because he wanted to take me to the boat or to St. Louis. And I told him I can't do that because... <clears throat> I don't have the money to go gambling right now. Sounds like a good time, but right now, it's not really a good time. So, 
He's like, well, why don't we just go out and have a couple drinks? And, uh, I got talking to him about me and my father's relationship a little bit. Because he didn't really know. And, uh, whenever I told him about all that, and he said, well, he's really missing out on a good son. So, don't worry about it. I said, yeah, that's what I said, but it doesn't change the fact that he's still not a part of my life. You know, uh, it's really sad to think some people, they hold on to grudges, they, they make up stories in their head, and they believe whatever they want to believe, and it's not true, but they still believe it. And even if it was true, you know, grow up, be an adult, be start, stop being immature and start acting your own age. And my father can't do that. He has a hard time doing that. So uh, I told him, you know, I barely know what my father looks like anymore. I barely know what he sounds like. I don't know any of his habits or anything really anymore. Kind of like he's just disappeared. He's fallen off the face of the earth. And I said, it's really sad that there's a lot of men out here, a lot of fathers that would love to see their kid again. And they can't. And yet you got my father who's taking it for granted. So, it is what it is. Like I told him, I, I try not to think about it as much as I can. It's almost impossible not to think about it, but it really kind of gets under my skin sometimes, but uh, I just take a step back, I take a breath, and like I say about everything else, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, and this is one of those things that no matter how much I wish, and how much I beg and plead and uh, apologize or whatever it's not going to change the fact that he is who he is and he thinks the way that he thinks regardless so me if I had children and I was in the same position I would never ever let my pride get the best of me to where I can just give up on my children, never see them again. No matter how old they are. If they're 30, if they're, you know, 50, I don't fucking care. I'm not just going to turn my back on my, my, my own blood. Which is basically what he did. He caused a big scene at my sister's wedding. <clears throat> and we got into a, a fight, long story short. When nobody else was around to witness it, on a dark deserted lake road where he tried to he tried to strangle me out and kill me uh, I survived but he hasn't apologized for what he did 
And then he tries to flip the story around and make it my fault on why he tried to strangle me to death. So, you know, and he's still, four years later, still is adamant and holding on to that animosity and shit. You know, instead of just letting it go and burying the hatchet, he can't do that. His, his pride is just too great. He thinks that he's a le- he's less of a man if he apologizes, in his mind. But what he fails to realize is that once I move out of state, he's not going to know where I live, what city I live in. Uh, he's not going to know if I have children. He's not going to know his grandchildren at all. He's not going to know their names. He's not going to know what they look like. He's not going to know that they even exist. That's the fucking sad part. He gets to be 80 years old. He's still alive. He might be in miserable shape. Sitting over in a corner somewhere in a nursing home. And here I am and his grandchildren off having... You know, a great time living life, and he's not a part of it. That's that's the part that bothers me the most. I don't even have kids yet. But if I was to have kids, don't you think that you would want to be a part of their life? Just like you've been a part of uh, all my other siblings' children's lives. He has, he uh, spends time with all the other grandchildren so what kind of father would I be to sit there once I did have kids and say well you guys have a grandfather but he doesn't want to hang out with you he doesn't want to see you uh yeah he hangs out with all the other grandkids but he doesn't like you guys you know and that's basically what I would have to tell him because I'm not going to lie to my children So, yeah, your grandfather doesn't want anything to do with you. He doesn't want anything to do with me. And uh, that's just the way it's going to be. You're never going to know who your grandfather is. So, there's people right now that they've been done wrong by their grandparents, great-grandparents, whatever older uh, elders, I guess you could say, and they get on their deathbed and shit, and then people want to rush at the last minute to go and spend their last moments with them before they pass, you know, they didn't want to be a part of their life before, but now that they're dying, they want to be a part of their life, and it seems like that happens all the time, but... I can honestly say I'm having a hard time in my own memories. I'm having a hard time with what my father looks like and sounds like. But how much more is it going to be? How much more am I going to forget in the next four years? Or in the next ten years? You know, uh, 
there comes a point where I think I'm just going to eventually forget about him completely. Uh, I know there's somebody out there that gave me life, but I'm not going to remember what he looks like or what he sounds like or what his favorite dessert is, for example. Uh, things change. People change. I don't care who you are. I know a lot of people say that, but it's real. It's the fucking truth. People change. Things change. Whether it's for the good or for the worse. Uh, and even when you think it's for the worse, sometimes it can be for the good. So, uh, to cut people out of your life, sometimes it just, it's what you gotta do. And, uh, like I've said in the past, I wish that I could just go back to the times when, uh, just, just sitting in the living room and talking, you know, watching the basketball game, eating dinner, and, and, uh, we didn't talk about much, hardly ever, but just being in his company was, was a, uh, all that I ever really asked for from him. So I have to be the adult. I have to be the bigger man and say, that's never going to happen. You need to wake up, put your big boy pants on, and do what you got to do and say, fuck everybody else. And uh, no matter if it's your dad, your friends fucked you over, uh, family members, your spouse or whatever don't be afraid to draw the line and you know stick up for your morals and who you actually are and uh, you know what they want you to do well in this case I think what he wants me to do is beg and plead for his forgiveness he wants me to beg and plead for him to be a part of my life again and that's never gonna happen I'm never gonna stoop so low to get on my knees and beg for my father to be a part of my life it's just never gonna happen so I don't have any hate for him I don't have any animosity towards him at all I've actually reached out to him recently, tried to be a part of his life. He didn't want nothing to do with me. So I was willing to bury the hatchet. I was the bigger person, but he obviously wasn't. So anywho, if we were standing face to face, uh, and he was burning to death in hell, I wouldn't save him. I wouldn't. It would really hurt me to uh, let him burn to death, but uh, you know he's pretty much dead to me. You know, if if he was on fire in hell, and there was a glass of water to pour on him to try and put it out, I'd drink the fucking glass of water. You know, that's how much I just 
like I said, I don't hate him. I don't dislike him. I love him. I really love my father, but he doesn't love me. And God has made it very clear to me that he is exiled, pretty much, I guess is the best way to uh, put it. Because God was the one that told me to go to him and try to make amends. God was the one that said, be the bigger man. You know, try to make it right with your father. And uh, I did. And all the ugliness and hatred and shit that came out of it from him was a test from God to see where he stands, where his heart stands, how, how strong is his heart and his soul. Is he going to, uh, it was a test, let's just put it that way. I don't know how to really explain it, but after God found out that he was ugly and evil and full of hatred and couldn't even apologize for his own sins and hates his son enough to where he doesn't even want to speak to him it was God's way of saying okay I've seen about all that I need to see and now he's gonna to go to hell for what he's done so And a lot of people get purgatory and hell mixed up. But he's going to hell. You know, uh, all the lies that he's done in his life that he's never admitted to, all the wrongdoings and shit that he's done and he's never apologized for. You know, when my half-sister was born, she was nine months younger than me, so that means he was fucking around on my mother when uh, she was pregnant with me. So not only are you stepping out on my mother, committing adultery, but you also had another child out of wedlock. You weren't even married to her mother at the same time. I mean, it's, it's just, it's crazy uh, how much of an evil person he really is deep down inside. And he's always tried to paint this picture like he's a pure uh, good person and oh if somebody's hungry on the streets I'll feed them and oh if you know I'll give to charity for these commercials that I see on TV but you know deep down inside he's an evil person so His own sisters and brothers don't want anything to do with him for that reason. He never goes to Thanksgiving. He never goes to Christmas. All my aunts and uncles. And it's not because they don't want anything to do with him. It's because he's outcasted himself. He never goes out there. He refuses to be a part of my aunts and uncles' lives. Uh, so it shows a pattern. He was too big. He was he was too big of a man to apologize to them or to come back around and say, "Hey, let's just bury this shit." I know that shit's in the past, but let's just focus on 
living now, you know, I know I said some shit, I've done some shit, and I'm sorry, but let's just live for now, and he's never done that with my aunts and uncles, so, you know, I wish, I'm pretty sure that they wish that he would just show up one, one year for Thanksgiving again, you know, he doesn't even have to stay for two hours, you know, just show up for 30 minutes or an hour, you know, I'm sure that they would like to catch up, just see his face, just, you know, but he's too good for that, he's, he thinks that his brothers and sisters are racist, he thinks that his brothers and sisters are out to get him, he thinks that his brothers and sisters think that he's the low man on the totem pole, <clears throat> so on and so forth, he thinks that everybody's out to get him, so, and he also thinks that nobody's opinion matters except for his, it's my way or the highway, <laughs> and like I said, I, I try not to get on the subject of my father, um, sometimes you just can't help but to think about it can't help but think about the past some of my best memories wasn't at my father's house let's just say that some of my best memories was at my mother's house when my father wasn't around for two weeks on end it was really, I had a pretty good childhood considering that I was fed a whole bunch of uh, narcotics and shit as a child. Uh, long story short, but I had a quack doctor that said I had this when I really didn't and he was feeding me pills all the way up till I was about 15 or 16 whenever I said, fuck you, I'm not doing this anymore. And so, but I can, I can remember ever since, well, ever since I could remember, I had visitation over at my father's. From the time that I was born, basically, I remember being like four years old, five years old. Some of my earliest memories that I can actually remember is all of the chaos and headaches and problems that happened every time I went over to my father's and had to come back home. There was always something. He'd fucking not, he would uh, make a big deal about the drop-off times or pick-up times. He would uh, buy clothes for me, but they had to stay over at his house, which, again, I was only over there every two weeks for two days so I seen him like six days in a whole month so anywho he wanted to be cheap about it he wanted to be able to go out and buy me uh, enough clothes to maybe last for a week because he knew I wasn't going to be over there for more than a week at a time throughout a whole month you know so, anywho, 
my mother started, you know, buying clothes for me to keep at her house. She'd send me over with the shittiest clothes. That way he couldn't keep them, you know. And he would make a big deal about it. And, oh, these kids look like they're homeless and blah. I never had that problem. My mother always made sure that I had clothes that fit me. You know, she didn't have to go out to the store and buy it brand new. He did. He thought it costed a lot of money to buy clothes for your kid. But my mother used to take us to Goodwill. And uh, she had friends and stuff. She'd go to garage sales and stuff where they had clothes. and So anyways, there wasn't once where I had to worry about getting a pair of shoes or... Uh, having clothes on my back or being fed whenever I was under my mother's care. So, my father told me my whole life that if you do this and this and this, you'll be successful. If you go to school, get good grades, you'll be successful. That's a lie. There's plenty of people that go to school, they go to college, and then they get a fucking shitty-ass job that doesn't amount to anything. And they're not more successful than Billy Joe down the street that sells crack out of his house. So, you know, it just makes no sense. You know, you do this, you get a job, you know... You get your own place, you get your own car, you'll be happy. That's what he used to tell me. Nothing was ever good enough for him. No matter if it came to schooling, my professional life. He always used to ask me shit like, uh, what do you want to do? What do you want to do with your life? And back then, I was so confused. I had no guidance. I had no, you know, this job sounded cool. But then this job sounded cool. And then this job sounded cool, you know. So, uh, he used to ask me, why don't you go to school to be a truck driver? You know, I don't want to be on the open road and not have a life for the next 20 years. Or more so I don't want to have a fucked up back from sitting in a seat for hours on end that's why I don't want to be a truck driver it's the most boring fucking job you could ever have you're just sitting there driving looking at the lines on the road the whole fucking time but he swore that was the fucking job to get and uh, anyways it got to the point where like I said, I had a job, had my own place. I was living pretty comfortably. I was content. And uh, he would say shit like, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Why don't you go back to school to do this? You know? And I told him, why can't you just be fucking happy with the fact that I'm happy? You know? It doesn't matter if I uh, work out at the fairground scooping horse shit out of the horse stalls. You know, if that's what I want to do with my life, you should be on board with it. You shouldn't be against it. 
you know, it's my life, it's my dreams, I live it the way I want to live it. That's basically what I told him. And so we had a big falling out, and uh, that's whenever I told him that he's never really been a father to me. He doesn't do fatherly things, he, he never has, we've never went fishing one-on-one. We never went to a titty bar together. We never went out drinking together. We never went to a football game together. Uh, the list goes on and on. But, you know, I basically told him, what the fuck have you done as a father? He didn't like that. So, ever since then... He was sour about it, and he got to thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. And then, like I said, when I went to my sister's wedding, that's when it all came to a head because he was drinking, and he hadn't drank in years, so he didn't know how to hold his liquor. Yeah. Anywho, it is what it is. I don't really like talking about it. I don't like bringing it up, but sometimes uh, in order to heal, that's what you have to do. So, I'm not saying to continuously bring things up, but just bring it up, think about it, you know, like, this this is who I am today. This is the reason why I am who I am today, is because... Of that jackass. You know. I have certain trust issues or whatever. Not because of being in bad relationships. But because I can't even trust my own family. You know. So when it, when you really think about it. Every aspect of how I've turned out. Is because of how much of a piece of shit dad I had. He never put me through college. He never saved up money for me to go to college. He never put clothes on my back, really. He never fed me uh, like my mother had to do. So, it's a toss. I mean, it's like, hands down, it's not very hard to make a comparison on who cares more about me. I can go over to my mother's house right now, and even though there's days where she's not feeling good or she's kind of having a bad day, she'll still sit there and listen to me go on about shit. And with my father, I could go over there and he would say, I don't want to hear about that bullshit, or I don't want to fucking get into that right now, or, you know, I'm busy trying to watch the game, or... Whatever. He was never really there to listen. So. We didn't have anything in common. He didn't like video games. He didn't smoke weed. He didn't smoke cigarettes. He didn't drink. I did all those things. You know. uh, He didn't. He wasn't really into cars. 
you know, he knew his way around, like, changing brake pads and shit, but, anywho, didn't have a lot in common. Except for the foods that we liked and our attitude, uh, we didn't have a lot in common. So I almost don't even consider him to be my father anymore. I just kind of consider him to be a vessel to me, a container, an empty container that just kind of brought me into this world. And now it's just floating off in outer space somewhere. <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, I believe that he was put on this planet to bring me into this planet. There's nothing that he's done in his life that's worth a shit. Like I said, he's been unsuccessful himself. He hasn't done anything. He's not a good person, so he's not here to do God's God's will. So what the fuck is he here for? You know? Well, it's because he needed to have me. So anywho, I'm gonna go ahead and end this podcast and start another one. So tune in for the next one. <laughs>